Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. I'm happy to have invited with me today Dr. Kim O'Reilly, who trains and prepares community leaders and educators with knowledge and strategies to address cultural differences in their workplace, including history and cultures of a variety of races and ethnic groups, cross-cultural skills, and empathy building. So, Kim, thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here with you, and um, I look forward to this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So you used to be here in Reno, up at UNR, and now I know you're living in Denver. So I checked, and it's uh, been about four years since you've been on the show. You've been very busy. But let's talk about what is going on. I mean, obviously, the work that you do in bringing people together across the racial, religious, ethnic, and gender differences is your passion and your mission, and in society today, even more relevant for your message. So, so let's talk about, you know, kind of how you got into this, and, and you know, are you seeing the work that you're doing? Is it making any difference today? Um, those are great questions, and, and I will say yes, uh, that the work I'm doing and others uh, that are doing diversity and inclusion work definitely makes a difference, especially in this divided society where people are uh, seem to be much more polarized than they were before, you know, across political or religious beliefs and even racial as well. And so learning how to have discussion or conversation with people that we disagree with and how to handle that in the workplace or other, other settings as well. And that's my expertise. I, I do have my work cut out for me, but it's something that I absolutely enjoy and I do believe it makes a difference. Absolutely. And so, you know, just to be clear, a lot of your work is purely initially opening up dialogue, right? And raising awareness. And so that people start communicating. Um, so what is it that you're finding? Because you are now really a cross-cultural consultant. You're a trainer. You deal with conflict resolution, certainly diversity mm -hmm. and inclusion. Is it mm -hmm. seem harder or easier because people at least we're talking about the fact that we have these differences and disagreements. Uh, in, in some ways, um, it's easier. And this is going to sound like a vague answer. Some ways it's easier. Some ways it's harder. We are talking um, in the media more about all these differences, but then to get down to the nitty gritty of how we handle it face to face with people, you know, when we're not anonymous on social media, but when we're at the workplace across the desk or across the table in the, you know, in a conference and um, how, how we handle that uh, with respect 
and um, able to speak our mind about things, but yet watch how we talk without walking on eggshells, though, uh, with people that we are in contact with, and, and how to do that respectfully, but not to be told politically correctly how, how to handle things, but to look internally and to see what some of our biases may be or just some of our own belief systems and then how we project that outward to those in, in our workplace or in our schools. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that you have on your website, interculturalsolutions.net, I'm going to encourage people to go mm-hmm. out and check out your website. You have a logo related to building bridges. And so I know mm-hmm. there's some significance in that for you. Yes, absolutely. And and I always make reference to building bridges and not, not fences and, and no reference to what's happening in, in with the border on Mexico. <laughs> but but looking at the fact of a lot of times people will build bridges or excuse me, will build fences around their belief system and say, Hey, I'm right, you're wrong, and then they automatically set up that polarization. And so what I'm looking at in the work I do, and I did this as well um, at the university diversity is building bridges to help each other to understand what those differences are, what they're based on, and then how we can go forward. Absolutely. I think the last time you were on, we were talking a lot about bullying and, you know, Mm -hmm. which was about four or five years ago now and, you know, Mm -hmm. was a big subject then. I'm sure there's some change in that direction, but it all, the foundation of it is the bigger work that you're doing and just having people understand that, you know, we can be different we don't always have to agree, but it's a lot about respect. Well, yes, yes, it's about respect and being able to still have our own belief system, whatever that is, but acknowledging and respecting and giving voice to whoever that is that we are in contact with, and and how to do that without beating people over the head on how you know how to accomplish that. A lot of times, people feel that gee, they're being told what to do, what to believe, what to think, and that's not what my work is about. It's it's about helping to stretch and to understand where people are coming from. Who, who are you working with a lot right now? Is it teachers? Is it political folk? Is it business owners? I mean, where do you see that you're having the greatest impact? It's it's been with small business owners, but also and with teachers or more on. I do one-on-one coaching for any problem areas that people may have in their in their businesses or in their classrooms. I, I was a teacher educator for 17 years as a professor at the University of Nevada, Reno, and it's helping people to problem solve. Usually, it centers around something that has come up in school or in the workplace where there needs to be some kind of solution to to some tensions that are there or there's been some actions that have been taken that need to be remedied. And so a lot of it depends, again, on what the assessment is when I come into a situation and where where I can help. And that that's how I proceed. But it's usually with the businesses and um, schools, school districts, and that's, that's my main work. Yeah. And so it's just it's so strange in our society today. It's We seem so polarized, yet when you talk to the bulk of people, I mean, most of us are, you know, still who we are. We're tolerant. We love people. We don't care. Yet the media has, you know, had a field day with 
trying to influence people to be in a polarized situation. They don't ever talk about the good stuff going on. So that's what I'd like to do. So tell me some good mm-hmm. successes that you've had or where people, the light bulb finally went off or that you're not seeing this as dramatic as the media would like us to think it is. Well, right. When when you get people face-to-face, when you sit down one-on-one or even in small groups, and when someone knows they're in a safe environment to share what they feel, what they think, what they believe, then usually you get, you get good results. But you have to have that kind of an environment for that. And most people that I find that I have worked with over the years recently even are reasonable people. And they want to to get along, but they also want to be heard. They want their opinions to be put out there and they don't want to be shut down. And again, depending on what that environment is, whether again, it's in uh, an educational setting, a classroom, or in the workplace. And there, there's been a lot of successes getting people to, to take a look for themselves, not telling them what to think, but for them to say, oh, I didn't realize this about this particular culture. Or, oh, I didn't realize that the words that I'm speaking could come across this way. And um, once, once kind of, again, that light bulb goes off and they, they do you know, see that, um, then there could be a change in, in how, they, how they handle something. But, but again, I keep emphasizing that it's not beating anybody over the head. Because sometimes this kind of training that I do gets perceived that way, that you got to come in, you have a captive audience, and people are mandated, and they have to listen to what this trainer is saying. Um, and it's something that I, I keep a two-way street and an open door to dialogue and discussion in any, any training or conflict resolution that I do. Well, sure. And, you know, in the world of my world, innovation and entrepreneurship, I mean, a huge process for being innovative is being around people that you're not normally around. Right. (laughs) And and learning from others and cool things that they're doing and part of their culture and diversity. And I think, you know, just from a bigger perspective, it has been being shoved down our throat that women, men, gender, you name it, it's all there. And, you know, quite frankly, do you find that people are getting tired of the conversation or those Go ahead. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. absolutely. There's usually groans and moans when when they hear, "Oh yeah, we need to talk talk about this." But but again, usually there's some problem that brings me to the table. Usually, and and actually, what I find now is that with the political environment, with conservatives and with liberals, Democrats, Republicans, is that people are afraid to speak up or to talk around that. And that's actually been some of the focus of some of my more recent work, you know, to where people who are Republican have a right to be able to share what they believe versus what um, someone who's Democrat does as well. And how do we handle that polarization? I won't go into that too much now because that's a very hot topic, (laughs) but um, it does come out in the workplace. And you know, putting parameters around that and where do we take that and how do we respect and honor those those opposing differing viewpoints. Well, I think maybe you should wander the, the halls of Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah, so what they're doing, they're reflecting a lot of what's going on. Politicians reflect what's happening in our society. They just have the bully pulpit to go out there and say, hey, this is what what you should be doing or saying. Um, but they do reflect oftentimes their constituency in, you know, whatever districts they're from. But but they're just stirring the pot. And, and, and it's something that's happening in in locations around the United States as well. Politicians should get some blame. The people, you know, across the United States do pick up on some of that themselves, too. Absolutely. (laughs) We have to go to break. I'm chatting with Kim O'Reilly, who is a Ph.D., and she has written a new book, her newest book, We Love You, But You're Going to Hell. And we're going to talk about that (laughs) when we come back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. I have special guest, Dr. Kim O'Reilly. She is a Ph.D., cross-cultural consultant and trainer and spends a lot of time in the world of you know, bringing people together across racial, religious, ethnic, and gender differences, which is her mission, of course, also across the political spectrum, from conservatives to moderates to liberals. And everything she does is about creating a safe space for everyone to share their viewpoints and potentially to change their minds. Her newest book, We Love You, But You're Going to Hell, it's about Christians and homosexuality, whether you agree or disagree, her goal is that you take a look. So, Kim, let's talk about how you got there, because I know you have a great story about childhood, so why don't you share? Okay. Thank you. Um, and uh, yes, I, I share this in, in one of my chapters in my book. My father was a conservative evangelical minister, and we were very close, deep love between us and uh, respect. But he worried that uh, I, as a lesbian, was, was going to hell. And I understood where he was coming from. Um, but then again, the mixed message of love and condemnation that I and other gays and lesbians have received um, has been something that has been, you know, hurtful to to a lot of a lot of people. But um, my book has been written to again. I'm bringing up the building bridges between Christians and gays and lesbians, and it looks at the scriptures that are used to condemn gays and lesbians. But it also looks at sexual orientation, gay marriage, religious freedom, and it's written respectfully to conservatives. And it's, um, the book has been published by a division of HarperCollins Christian Publishing. So they are behind this. They were actually willing to take a chance on a book about homosexuality because it is very um, respectfully, fairly written. And um, the premise of the book is how do we treat the people in our lives we disagree with or we might even believe are sinning and possibly going to hell. How do we treat them in our families, in our churches, with respect, compassion, and kindness? And it talks about 
how I walked through this with my father, and I share some things that hopefully will bring healing and um, also get people to think. Well, yeah. I mean, your whole life is around dialogue and helping people to understand that there is a lot of differences in every individual. And so, you know, I can only imagine the struggle for someone who is, you know, very religious and then they have a child or a brother or a sister or someone who is gay. Right. And, you know, are they torn between their love for someone or how do you accept or welcome them? And, you know, this is, a, again, another conversation that I'm sure a lot of people don't want to have. But thank you for bringing it forward. And I imagine in a lot of the conversations you've had with other folks, um, whether in the Christian community or who are gay, what, what has been the response to this book? Uh, actually, there's been some some good positive response. Predominantly, what I'm finding here, the book's only been out a couple of weeks, but um, from Christians who have gay and lesbian children, and those are the ones that have reached out to me here first, and uh, and showing or t- or telling me uh, the difference that the book has made for them, giving them peace or courage, because often they have remained silent in their conservative churches about the, you know, their son or daughter who is gay, and they haven't told their friends necessarily, and they have been struggling uh, with, with what to think about the fact that their child is gay when they believe that it's sinful or maybe they're going to hell, but they love their son or daughter. And um, several people have reached out to me to thank me for writing the book and um, something that has made a difference for them that they may share with their minister and um that 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 already I'm seeing some some healing in those areas and there's it's there's mixed mixed reaction from conservative churches or I've sent the book out to several very conservative church leaders and also even gays and lesbians because that and many many are not necessarily um, in favor of religion necessarily or Christianity because they've been hurt and so trying to bring these groups together or at least to to have some understanding um, and compassion between them that's that's uh, what I'm heading into now to 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 bring my book to and to talk about. Well, and I think, Kim, in your world, I mean, really no subject is taboo, right? I mean, the more that people can have dialogue and potentially understand where someone else is coming from, whether it is, you know, religion versus homosexuality or just ethnicity or, you know, gender, all of it, right? And really your mission is just to get people to talk and understand potentially. Right, right. And one of my taglines for the book is, is, is how do we talk about this? How, how do we have conversations around this? Um, and also, you know, I, I've got this written as a tagline. So many are torn between their love for someone who's gay and accepting or welcoming them in the face of strongly held beliefs against homosexuality. 
These inner and outer conflicts play out in families, congregations, in the workplace, and in businesses. And so this gives this a practical guide by the time um, you get to the end of the book, a chapter is devoted to steps that we can take. What can we do you know, to bring this healing, to bring understanding, to agree, to disagree, if that's what we come down to on it, but to have the conversation because this is a, a reality. This is something that we all have, gays and lesbians, in our lives. And um, what, what are we going to do with that um, to, to not then increase? any of the hurt and to, to bring to bring healing. Awesome. So the the title of the book is We Love You But You're Going to Hell and it is available on Amazon. Also you can check it out on Kim's website which is interculturalsolutions.net. She has other publications and of course a blog and everything. Let's talk about one more issue that you deal a lot with and of course heavily into the news is you know, the immigration and people who are from another country and coming to our country legally, certainly the big issues around illegal immigration. But, you know, how does somebody on the street recognize that someone is here legally or illegally, and yet we come in with prejudice or, uh, you know, whatever is in our own mind? So I imagine this is another topic that you're dealing with a lot. Right, right. And and that, again, that's not the topic of my book. But yes, um, immigration, obviously, is something that is very present for many people as far as um, in, in their communities and the states that they live in, and also in schools, um, what what to do uh, with, with recent immigrants that are coming in. And it's something, again, I fall back, I keep you know, using the word respect, I fall back on that. Um, how do we treat the people in our lives? And in this case, you're asking about um, immigrants or immigration uh, and then what do we do respectfully and what do we do to provide safety and then I know there are the laws and how that you know takes place state to state that's a separate issue but my emphasis is to increase understanding and to increase respect and that's been been my life's work particularly in this area as well absolutely and I do understand you are coming to Reno again. You're going to have a book signing at Sundance Bookstore. And when is that going to be? Um, That is going to be March 8th at 6.30. That's a Friday night. And I will be in Reno uh, for for that. And also uh, Barnes & Nobles will be covering the book as well. But Sundance is is featuring it. And that's very much appreciated. I'm looking forward. We're looking forward to that. And so that book will be available there at Sundance as well. So Awesome. Well, that's exciting. What else are you doing? I mean, <laughs> busy? <laughs> yeah. Well, well I'm, yeah, I'm finding out what they say about writing a book. They say that's only 10, only 10% of the whole uh, amount of time it takes is, is writing the book and about 90% is marketing it and, and getting it, getting the word out there. So that's what I'm devoting my time to right now is more of the marketing and speaking um, pub, you know, publicity on, on the book and getting the word out and opening up these conversations about Christianity and homosexuality. So yes, absolutely. That, that, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but this, this has been a great opportunity. I, I thank you for this, and I'm looking forward to coming back to Reno and and um, uh, we're 
hope the listeners, because your 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 listeners are from the the whole state of Nevada for the most part. Well, they're they're from all over the country because we do post mm-hmm. this up into the cloud. But you know, I want to mm-hmm. make sure that people understand. Uh, so again, I'm talking to Dr. Kim O'Reilly. She is a cross cultural mm-hmm. consultant and trainer based out of Denver now. But if you're in an organization and there are difficulties or you're bringing in a lot of people that uh, maybe don't all look alike or talk alike or think alike, you know, a potential to bring her in as a, a trainer or a consultant is very powerful. You know, the ultimate goal is that, you know, when we spend time with people, we want to enjoy that time and we want to make sure that we have understanding with the people, like you said, whether we agree or we agree to disagree, we should have joy when and happiness when we're around people. And so, Kim, you know, that's one of your things is is helping people understand that you can still like and love people even if they aren't like you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if they don't think the same way you do or have the same opinions, you can still get along. You can still enjoy uh, enjoy their company. There's ways to do that. And and I, I like your emphasis on joy. We all need more more of that in our lives. So thank you for bringing, bringing that up. And again, thank you for this opportunity with um, the interview and just getting the word out about my book and the work I do. I truly appreciate it. Well, absolutely. And, you know, it is, I'm going to quote you actually, it is essential that we as a society in our workplaces and in our relationships learn to understand, respect, and appreciate other cultures while still maintaining and respecting our own. Striking that balance does not often come naturally, but it can be taught. And that is your quote, Dr. Kim O'Reilly. Thank you for that. Thank you for being a wonderful messenger in in times like now where, you know, diversification and acceptance and respect are seem to be kind of on the back burner for a lot of people. And so really appreciate the work that you're doing out there. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Sherry. And, and you, good good luck to you and your work that you're doing and getting the word out at your end. So awesome. Please, please take care. All right. Well, I'll All see right. you at Sundance Bookstore. What date was it? <laughs> That's March 8th at 630, Friday okay. night, March 8th. All right. And if you want to get a signed copy of her book, We Love You, But You're Going to Hell, it's Christians <laughs> and Homosexuality, Agree, Disagree, At Least Take a Look. Uh, So I'll see you there. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. 